Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. And with no further ado, we're going to present the psalmist and introduce to others none other than the pastor of prayer and faith, Apostolic Temple, 1520 Lower Richland Boulevard, Hopkins, South Carolina, a Bishop Joe Jackson Sr. From the word of the Lord tonight, hallelujah. Let's hear what the spirit, amen, has to say to the church. Amen. Matthew, the ninth chapter, the 30. 5th to the 38th verse, and then John, the 4th chapter, the 34th to the 38th verse. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogue, and preaching the gospel, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every sickness, healing every sickness. And if it disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. He had compassion for them because they fainted, because they were weary and dejected, and were scattered abroad like sheep that had no. Shepherd. As sheep having no shepherd. Uh huh. Then said he unto his disciples. Then said he unto his disciples. The harvest truly is plentiful. The harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. But the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest. That he send forth laborers that he will send out workers into his harvest into his harvest john 4 34 to 38 jesus said unto them jesus said unto them my meat my meat is to do the will of him that sent me i come to complete the work of him that sent me and to finish his work and to finish his work Say ye not. Say ye not. There are yet four months. We got four more months. And then cometh harvest. Then the harvest is coming. Behold. Behold. I say unto you. I say unto you. Lift up your eyes. Now he was, he was saying there was four more months for the harvest to come. To harvest crop. It was four more months to come. But now he's telling his disciple, uh huh. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes now. And look on the field. And look on the field. They are white. The field is white. And what? Already to harvest. The field are white, ripe, and ready for harvest. But even though we got four more months now. 
But look up, disciple, and see. The harvest is ready. It's ripe. Uh-huh. And he that reapeth reap wages. Uh-huh. And gather a fruit unto life eternal. Get a fruit unto, uh-huh. That both he that soweth, that both he that soweth, and he that reapeth, and he that reapeth, may rejoice together. He wants the sower and the reaper to rejoice together. And mm -hmm. herein is that saying true. Uh huh. One soweth, one soweth, and another reapeth, and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that I whereon you bestowed no labor. I send you to work in another man's work. Uh-huh. Other men labor. Other men labor. And ye are entered into their labor. You enter into their labor. In other words, you didn't did no work for it. Come on now. You ain't did nothing for it, but I send you so you can reap it. <laughs> oh God help me today. Look at your neighbor and said, the harvest is right. Now look at your other neighbor. Subtopic. Then what? The problem. If the harvest is right, what's the problem? What is the problem? <coughs> what is the problem? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight. We praise you for your word. We praise you for the hearer of your word. We praise you tonight that your word will go forth and touch the heart, touch the hearers of your word, that your word will increase their faith. That your word, God, will motivate them and excite them, God. And Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you for your anointing that make preaching easy tonight. And we praise you and we glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. The harvest. The harvest now is a process of period of gathering in crop. And we see here, Jesus says now, the harvest is right. 2,000 years ago, the harvest was right. The harvest is still right today. So then what's the problem if the harvest laborers and excuse makers uh, uh, in clear certain words, Jesus declare that this world is ripe, is white, is great and is ready for harvest. He's speaking now about people. He's not talking about a garden. He's not talking about a farm. He's not talking about a crop, glory to God, but he's using an analogy. He's using a comparison, amen, of how man uh, will uh, harvest their crop. But let me know there's a harvest for souls. Uh, in this passage, Jesus makes it clear that the problem is not with the harvest, but the problem is with the laborers. He said laborers are few. Amen. We are so often to do everything but go out to reach the lost souls for Jesus. Amen. We are expected, we are, uh, uh, we are expert as finding ways uh, uh, to feel we are doing great things for Christ and other yet day after day, amen, week after week, year after year, we are personally never led, we never lead, lead anyone to Christ. We never lead anyone to Christ. So the question is, it's not whether God wants 
people to be saved, but the question is, do we want people to be saved? Amen. The question is, do we want to go and tell the story? So here we see, amen, Roman, the 10th chapter, amen, Paul was letting us know, he said, brethren, my desire uh, in my heart, and I'm praying, amen, for on God, on your behalf, amen, that you might be saved. In other words, Paul had a desire, he had a desire to pray, amen, that Israel might be saved. He said, for I testify about them that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Amen. There are a lot of people in the church world, they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Amen. Because now, amen, for they, they are ignorant of the righteousness of God, and they seek to establish their own righteousness. So in other words, we have our own interpretation of what God wants us to do. We have our own. See, all we our interpretation is all we got to do is come to church dance and shout amen sing some song amen uh, on 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 tuesday or wednesday night or friday night or sunday morning our interpretation glory to god we just come and have a good time lord have mercy we shout we get touched we get healed tell your neighbors that's good but that's not all of it that's not all of it. Uh, amen. Now, uh, Jesus is very disturbed now because he sees multitude of people that need somebody to care and to show them the way, the truth of life. He said they have no shepherd. Clap and thank God you got a shepherd. He said they have no shepherd. In other words, they have nobody to care about them, nobody to care about their soul. Oh, Lord, can I just, I, you know, I, I got to, let me flow, glory to God. Amen, you got to, you got to be glad that you got a pastor that concerns about your soul. There are some ministry, they don't care nothing about you. Long as you put your money on that table, Lord have mercy. They don't care how you live. They don't care what you do. Long as they got a large church, they don't care nothing about your soul. Yeah. Oh, I just feel, I feel them took it on me now. And we got foes. They rather send their money all the way to some uh, TV ministry that the man don't know nothing about you. But when it's time for you to invest in your own ministry, they were like dying scattered sheep. Then Jesus says in verse 7, the harvest truly is plenteous. In other words, there are plenty of people that need the Lord and need to know about Jesus Christ and what he has done for them. Don't you know there are a lot of people out there that don't even know what Jesus has done for them. Mm, hallelujah and we get it all good because we feel his anointing we come and we have our service lord have mercy but there are people out there that don't even uh, know what the anointing what the spirit of the lord amen feels like then he says the laborers are few now when you look at matthew matthew says something interesting matthew says introduce the narrow gate because broad is the gate and spacious is the road that lead to destruction and there are many who enter through it 
So when we look at the world, there are many people that's on the, 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 the Broadway. So in other words, that's a harvest that is plenteous. But watch this here. He said, but straight uh, hey, is the gate. And you only and narrow and you only find few travelers. Where are the laborers? Amen. That traveling on that straight. Where are all the laborers at? So now, oh God, you're going to help tonight. He said, few wants anything to do with the Lord, but even fewer wants to labor for him in his harvest field. Amen. There be a special reward in heaven for those who labor to bring people to Christ. Amen. Well, there's a reward, people. Amen. And because what God is asking us to do, amen, is to labor in another man's work. In other words, who's the work? It's his work. It's he's the one that sowed the seed. Even though Paul said, I, I, I planted in and one watered but it's God the one that did the increase so in other words what God is saying he wants you to come into this harvest that you ain't got nothing to do with it all you just got to get it up and get paid you ain't had nothing to do with plowing the ground and y'all know anything about planting you got to till that hard ground you got to get all them weed out when the plant is growing you got to pull them weed and hold see I raised up on a farm you got to hold you got to do this you got to do that but look at here what God is saying you ain't had nothing to do with that all you had to do man the peas ready go out there and pick it When the watermelon ready, when the cucumbers ready. So now Jesus proceed to give the disciple the key to finding laborers. Now, what is the first word of verse 38? What is the first word? He said, pray. <laughs> Eat therefore the Lord of the harvest now the word prayer means to beg to petition amen to make a request so jesus now he believes in prayer and he believed that prayer is ultimate the solution to our problem now somebody might say jesus with all this power with all this anointing he don't need to pray. Good God from Zion. Hey, God, thank you, Jesus. Amen. He established, amen. He established the problem. Now, we'll get there. He established, he established the problem in verse 36 and 37. He established the problem. He said, now, and when he saw the crowd, he had compassion on them because they were weary and dejected like sheep did not have a shepherd. Then he said to his disciple, the harvest is plenteous, but the workers are few. So he established the problem. The problem was, wasn't with the harvest, but the problem was with the laborers are few. Now, twofold problem. The first part is that there, the multitude of, there were multitude of hurting people having nobody to care for them. 
problem number two was, amen, the people aren't exactly lining up. We are not lining up in the door to serve the Lord by caring and reaching out, amen, for them. So the laborers are few. Jesus said, pray ye therefore. It's going to get tight in a minute. Uh, it has, if Jesus says, you have a problem. So it is obvious that you need to do something. Now we got a problem. Now we need to do something about it. So what are you saying now? You got a problem. What you going to do about it? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, I, I, if as Jesus was saying, mm -hmm, uh, so you need to do something. We need to do what? Pray. Jesus didn't give them tips on how to recruit. God didn't give us no tip on how to recruit folks to get in our church. He said, hey, guys, let's, he didn't say, let's offer these incentive people so we can get them to labor. He didn't give them incentive to do in the church like, let's have a, a hopscop game. And let's, let's do all this tricks and gimmick to get them in the church. Because if you got to do kick, quicks and gimmick to get them in the church, they ain't going to stay as no laborer. Who <laughs> oh, Jesus. He, 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 he didn't give them no tricks and gimmicks. So therefore, amen, don't look for none. See, there are a lot of churches, how they keep people in their church, they find all kind of games and all kind of this and that. I ain't nothing wrong with that, but listen here. The people got to be sold out. They got to be committed, amen, to soul winning. I don't care how many blessings you get, but that's not your personal, amen, calling what God called you for. He called you to be a soul winner. Mm -hmm. So now, he said, hey guys, what Jesus said, hey guys, we have a serious problem. You have to pray. When you think of Jesus with all of his mighty power to heal people, to cast out demons, even to raise the dead, and, and you might think, what, uh, with all the power, amen, he don't need to pray. But let me help you out. He had all the power to do those mighty things because he prayed so much. What you talking about, Jesus? What you talking about? Jesus was constantly praying to his father. Luke 5 and 16. He, uh, but he himself was withdrawing in the wilderness and praying. Uh, Luke 6 and 12. Now it happened that in these days he went away uh, uh, to the multitude to pray. In the mountain to pray. And, and, and was uh, uh, spending the whole night in prayer. Oh, Jesus. Let's not talk about having the whole night of prayer. Oh, Lord, we're going to bring our pillow. We're going to bring, make sure we get comfortable. Something for our knees. See, the problem is, preacher, we ain't got no all-night prayer no more. We want a quickie. We want a 15 minutes. I know you like what I'm saying. Amen. We want to get in, get out. Get in, get out. We want to show that, hey, I've been here. Amen. I've been a for but did you spend time in prayer what you 
was praying for. Lord, I was praying for a job. I was praying for my miracle. I was praying for a breakthrough. No, that ain't what I'm talking about. We, Lord, have mercy. The first and foremost thing, amen, with our prayer, I'm going to help you out in a minute. We got to pray for laborers. Laborers. Hallelujah. Amen. Your blessing, your miracle, your healing ought not to be the first thing on your list. The first thing on your list, the first priority is I need to pray for laborers. He spent all night in prayer. Luke 9 and 18. And it happened that while he was praying alone, the disciples were with him. Luke 11 and 1. And it happened that while he was in certain place praying, and when he had stopped, amen, a certain one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us how to pray, just as John has taught his disciple. So the key is, amen, we have to pray. Jesus, now, listen, Jesus was encountering problem every day. Somebody said, I got a problem. Yeah, Jesus was encountering problem every day. He was dealing with personal, uh, with, with dealing with people personal problem. He was dealing with people spiritual problem. He was dealing with the disciple problem. He was dealing with his own problem. Well, what kind of problem Jesus had? The scribes and the Pharisees was hunging him. It was trying to kill him. So he was dealing with his problem and everybody else's problem. Oh, y'all don't hear me. So Jesus knew the ultimate solution in dealing with these problems was prayer. Oh, God, help me. Prayer must be in accordance, uh, amen, with the will of the Lord. I'm going to run in a few minutes. Uh, amen. Jesus called, amen, uh, he, Jesus called God uh, the Lord of the harvest. Uh, at the end of verse 38, uh, he called it uh, God harvest. Uh, you got to catch it now. Uh, it's God harvest. Uh, it's not Bishop Hayes harvest. Uh, it's not Joe Jackson harvest. Uh, it's not somebody else child harvest. Uh, but it is the Lord harvest. Mm -hmm. It's the Lord harvest. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, blessed be the name of God. In other words, it was God's will that these hurting people be cared for and reach out to. It is his harvest. So when we pray for laborers, we can pray confidentially. Amen. Knowing glory to God that we are praying the right prayer. We are in the center of God's will. Amen. Sometimes we pray for things Amen. That a clear violation of God's will. And we cannot expect our prayers. Amen. To be answered. Amen. John said this is the confidence that we have in him. That we ask anything in his name. You got to have confidence. That when you pray. When you pray in his name. He hears your prayer. And if he hears your prayers. You have the petition. That you have asked for. How many of you asking for laborers? Amen for laborers. Amen to go in his vineyard. Amen. You got to understand now. Prayer moved the Lord to action. It moved God. Notice the, the, the collaboration between our prayer and divine action. You pray and God sent forth. Notice the action. Notice the action sent forth. You pray. He got the action to send forth. Literally this means to amen uh, eject. God harvest and he is the one 
one that need labors. Notice, God is the one that need labors. Never say no more any time in your Christian life that God don't need nothing. There's one thing that God need. He need laborers. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Lord have mercy. I say God need laborers. And yet we are told to pray. Now, if he got all his power, he told us to pray. Oh, God, to the Lord of the harvest that he send laborers in his harvest. Oh, God, help me here. Amen. Just let you know. Oh, God is committed to his working in the response of the prayer of his people. He's committed. Amen. To work in our prayers when we pray for laborers. He's committed to move to action. Oh, y'all don't hear me. We got God here in time. And the reason why. Ooh, I feel like one now. Oh, God, but I got to go a little bit further. The reason why God hands are tied because we are not praying. The harvest is right. The harvest is ready. People ready to come in. Oh, but where is the laborers? Some things are clearly God's will, but He still need men and women to pray. God and man working together. God and man working together. God is committed to work through us in regards, amen, to his dealing with us here on earth. Let me tell you how committed he is. Can I, can I throw a little bit of Bible in there for a minute? How many of you remember the story? Amen, when the man went out to hire a servant, he went out in the morning and he said, if you work for me, I'll pay you a penny a day. He went at nine and he said, if you work for me, I'll pay you a penny a day. He went at noon and he said, you work for me, I'll pay you a penny a day. It's all about the reward, people. If you work for me, he went at three. If you work for me, I'll pay you a penny a day. He went just before knockoff time. He told the man, if you work for me, I'll pay you a penny a day. But when time to get paid, ah, oh, the first man, he been laboring all day long. He saw the man just came about to get knuckled and he got the same pay. He said, lie, how he got the same pay? I come to tell you, I don't care how much soul you bring, we gonna get paid the same reward. All he wants you to do is work. See, when God send the laborers they ain't gonna be like the first man that complain we just gonna go out there and work y'all help me do this he said then I promise you that when you work a day I'll pay you a penny a day so why you getting greedy why you getting long eye why you getting jealous oh God long as laborers come in you might be saved half of your life and somebody just come in holy and they out there working but when we get to heaven ain't nobody gonna say how he just come in and get the same reward there's sorrow in the weeper they all gonna rejoice say it Jesus
Jesus Christ prayed as a man and why we must pray. Amen. Prayer is what get God involved in our situation. If you want to get God involved, get on your knees. Start praying. Get up off your lazy dump. Get up off your Humpty Dumpty and get on your knees and pray. Somebody said, well, I ain't got time to pray. Yes, you do. When you're driving the road, you can pray. When you're sitting at your desk, you can pray. I didn't say going there and say, Gee, Jesus, no, baby. You can keep your prayer in your heart and say, Lord, send laborers. Lord, send workers. Yes, Lord. Ah, Jesus. Lord, help me now. Listen here. Amen. God, he told Solomon. He said, look at here, Solomon. He said, I've heard your prayer. But, but, but the day, the day must come, Solomon, when I send judgment unto Israel. But he said, now, if my people that are called by my name are the first thing you got to do, Lord, you got to humble yourself. Come down off your high horse and quit talking about you don't need to pray. It don't take all of that. You got to humble yourself and you got to pray. Somebody say pray and seek his faith. We got to seek him for laborers. Y'all don't hear me? And turn from the wicked way. And he said, then I will hear from the heaven. Listen here. God, man is praying and God gonna act when we pray. Oh God, when we pray, then God gonna act. He said, then will you hear from heaven and I heal the land. If we don't pray, the land won't get healed. If we don't pray, no laborers will come in the vineyard. Y'all don't hear me? There's a harvest of hurting and lost people that need somebody to reach out to them. And Jesus said, he said, pray. Yes, Lord. Paul told Timothy in 2 and 4, he said, God will have all men to be saved. In the first verse, Paul said that prayer and intercession should be made for all men. Not just your mama. Not just your daddy. Not just your children. But pray for that prostitute. Pray for that sinner. Pray for those behind the prison bar. Pray for those that lost that don't know Jesus. Because when you pray, guess what? When 
God sent him in his office, you ain't got to worry about him. But if you just give him position because you want him in the church, they ain't going to do nothing. But when God save them and clean them up, they're going to have a mind, a mind to pray, a mind to work. Bishop, you wouldn't have to tell them we shouldn't have to provoke you to praise God. We shouldn't have to provoke you to go out and witness because if God sent you, if God made you, if God created you, it's going to be in you. Say yeah, I don't care how tired you are. I don't care how your body aches. You roll. Somebody say roll. You roll out of that day early in the morning and pray yes Lord y'all don't like me but pray gotta get back pray thank you father I gotta give you thanks because Lord everything that you have done I didn't look at it now I thank you Lord for the release of every chain everywhere I go God I gotta give you praise because you have heard my cry. We have been smothered by the grace of God and it has brought us joy. Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city. We have learned to forgive and with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Amen.